All right. Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Upward, a ladies Bible study. You're actually just seeing our Bible verse on the screen and a little tiny picture of me. Um, Esther is having Internet trouble. And so I have her on speakerphone and we're going to make this work. Right. And so good morning, Esther. Good morning, Kay. How are you today? You know, if you're not doing something right, then you probably aren't going to have any problems. So uh, we're going to make this work. And so you guys that are watching, if you're having any trouble hearing us or if there's too much um, feed noise, please let us know. That way we can make an adjustment. But we're going to do this. Today is a good word on Upward. And so, um, Esther, let's start by praying us in. Okay. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, God, for your mercy and your grace that's sufficient, Lord. God, I thank you that what the enemy means for evil, Lord, that you're going to turn it around for our good. Father, I thank you that every week that Kay and I talk and we visit over and we pray over viewers, Lord, I thank you that you're, you're teaching us, too. You're speaking to us, too. You're pulling off layers on us, too, Lord. You're purging us as well. Father, I thank you for being in all of our lives. Lord, we need you, God. We need you as people and our nation needs you. Father, we thank you for victory. Lord, we just worship at your feet today, God. Be glorified today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So hopefully you guys are hearing her okay. We have a good word. And so my name is Benita K. Black and this is Esther Rosenthal and welcome to Upward, a ladies Bible study. Today we're looking at Proverbs 18 and 21. That's our first scripture, right, Esther? Yes. Okay. Go for it, sister. Uh, well, I'm going to let you read it because <laughs> I'm not going to read it. So and I am a Bible hopper. I find that BibleGateway.com is a great way to look at parallel versions of the Bible. And so if you're able to see on the screen, you can see that I have the New International Readers version, the easy to read version, and the message version open quite often. And I read, I compare them. And so my favorite is almost always the easy to read version. And in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says the tongue can speak words that bring life or death. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. But I really want to back it up. There's the verse before Proverbs is full of great wisdom. The verse before it says your words can be satisfying as fruit as pleasing as the food that fills your stomach. And so we've all had food that we were like, oh, that was such an amazing meal. It was so good. But then we've also had meals that have torn our stomach up. And so with that is like what we say with our words. Sometimes we can bring life to people with what we say. And sometimes we don't even realize it, but whenever we're chatting it up with one of our friends, we can speak death over them. Just yeah. talking about the things that they do that make us crazy, we're speaking death, we're speaking curses. And so I think it's important um, in the book of James, it talks about that we use our tongues to praise our Lord. And that's James chapter... 
3, verse 9, we use our tongues to praise our Lord and our Father, but then we curse people who were created in God's likeness. These praises and curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. Do good water and bad water flow from the same spring? Of course not. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree make olives or can a grapevine make figs? No. And a well full of salty water cannot give good water. In the message, it says you're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? It's just not possible. Well, and I think that that's why it is so important that we spend quality time in the Word and at the foot of the throne, because that is what changes us. And I know sometimes when God speaks to us about us, you know, pulling off those layers, when he speaks to us about change, when he shows us the mirror of us, we often don't like what we see and he's not doing it to condemn us or to judge us or to beat us he's doing it to purify us and to change us yes and so i think all too often that uh, that's what happens a lot people feel so condemned that they rather not pray than to pray and to face him you know but we do need to be careful backing up i this is one of my favorite scriptures because uh and kay you tell me this all the time sister what's that tongue because we we do say things like oh, i am so dumb oh goodness i am i am broke today i have i am so broke you know um oh i i just i am so fat you know, we really self-loathe sometimes, and we don't realize that we're speaking those things on our lives. If we say, you know what, I am so broke, or I am poor, then that is exactly what we are going to be, you know? Now, we need to be careful to not go the other direction and say, I am so beautiful. I look so amazing. You <laughs> know? There is a slippery slope there. We just need to speak blessings into our lives. Lord, you know, I may not be as smart today as I want to be. But God, I just trust you that you're going to give me wisdom and you're going to give me knowledge and you're going to give me understanding. Those are the things that we're talking about when we, uh, when we look at somebody in the store and go, oh man, what trash. Well, who are we to look at somebody and say, oh, man, they sure do look trashy today, you know, or we see somebody who gossips a lot and we're like, oh, I can't stand her. She's so gossipy. You know what? I don't I don't care to be around people who gossip because gossip has really hurt my life and a lot of relationships. So I just choose not to be around people who do that. Um, so you just have to you just have to. Be thoughtful and methodical every morning when we get up. And that's going to take us back to last week, to putting on the armor of God. 
the, the, when we put on the helmet of salvation every morning, we put on the mind of Christ. So God help me to be mindful today of what I say and what I do and how I bless and how I curse. It's really just learning to be mindful until we can, you know, move towards a closer mark of, God, am I pleasing to you? Well, I think, Esther, that we have a choice in all things that we do. As soon as we wake up, we have a choice, whether to thank God for the day or to groan to God for the day, like, oh, good Lord, it's morning or good Lord, it's morning, right? But we remember that our words kill or our words give life. They're either poison or they're fruit. We have the choice to speak life or to speak death. And we to weigh that on a scale. Is this giving love or is this taking love? And that's towards others. And that's even as we talk to ourselves. our self-talk overflows into our talk about others. So if we feel bad about ourselves, if we're always condemning ourselves from that spring, it will overflow. Well, that is so good, Kay. That actually takes us into the next scripture. So we're going to read the next scripture real quick so that we can feast on that because you just, you just made a very good point. Which scripture, Luke? Uh, Luke 6 and 45. Got yes. it. I have it up. Luke 6 and 45. Okay. I am reading out of the uh, new, what is it? I have to look it up. The Christian Standard Bible by Dr. Tony Evans. Um, so it says a good producer person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks with the overflow of the heart. Now, I earlier this week, I posted uh, in my Upward group that the version that that said was what is in it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you it's what comes out of your mouth is what defiles you mm-hmm. it's um i know some people really battle a uh, colorful language um if you use very colorful language some people may look at you different you know how come you can't talk and use that kind of language you know um or if you are judging of others or you're ugly or you're condemning of others we're going to go back to that word we used last week and that is um you know it, you know what i just i have a, a brain freeze i can't remember the word <laughs> i'll think of it in a minute i'm sorry but you know what is in our heart and what we feel about ourselves is what we say about others so true. you know it's it's what we accuse others uh, of being. Do you want to feast on that for a second, Kay? Uh, because I have something else to say in a second. Sure. Um, you know, we go through life and um, we get hurt. And from that hurt, you know, our life experience is really our reality. And so we have to remember that, you know, our life experiences make us who we are but we get to determine what we do. 
we get to determine whether we're going to turn those things that have come against us and made us either feel bad about ourselves or about other people. We get to determine what direction we take that. We get to determine how we let that impact our lives. And, you know, I will say it over and over and over again till the day I die, because the scale of is it giving love or is it taking love is the easiest scale to weigh our thoughts and our actions and our words. And so if we are having a conversation, the overflow of our heart comes out. It's not what it's it's not sometimes what we intend to say but what comes out of our heart and so we just have to guard our heart we have to make sure that we are fertilizing our heart with what is good um, if we are poisoning ourselves day in and day out with what's bad then that's going to overflow out of us and i love the verse in james where it talks about that you can't dip into a muddy pool of water and pull out fresh water you know a lot of times you'll see people um with hashtag be salty or you know things like that and and really you know we are called to be the salt and the light but we are not called to be salty and so um whenever we're salty towards others that salt is in us. It is working through us. And so we just have to be very careful about what we say with our mouths and make sure um, that it is on the giving love scale. Yes. Well, yeah, the word I was looking for was project, project. When we project, it's what is in our heart. You know, that is what is in our heart about us. You know, um, there was a word I looked at last week in the definition. And the reason that I did that is because uh, I, I deal in business with somebody. And uh, this person I deal with uh, is forever using this particular word. And she uses the word in a condescending way, right? And she says it about herself. And so, um, but it's a jab against me. And so I've dealt business with her for a little while. And every time I deal with her, I feel really bad about myself. You know, I'm like, Ugh. so last week, I looked up the definition of the word she always uses. And it was not a very good definition, right? So while she was, using that word about her what she was basically saying was she was cursing herself and the definition of the word was controlling self-righteous um this is just a definition i'm not telling y'all what the word is it was controlling self-righteous um hard to get along with others um it just had all these really bad traits and then it said treatment. The only way for treatment of this particular word was by medication, antidepressants, and seeing a psychiatrist. And so I kind of mulled over that a little bit. And I thought, you know, that word she uses every time I see her to belittle me 
because she thinks that she's so above me is actually the word that she's using to curse herself. Mm. Because every time she says, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm this, she doesn't realize is what she's saying is, oh, I'm so self-righteous. Oh, I'm controlling. Oh, I'm hard to get along with. Oh, I'm, you know, and when I looked at it that way, I began to really have pity for that person. And I thought, Lord, you know, this goes back to one, something that we talked about a few weeks ago. Lord, it doesn't matter what people think of me. Am I doing everything? And that's what how we need to also measure that scale. Am I doing what you called me to do? Am I doing what you said for me to do? Because, Lord, your word says, don't touch my anointing. So, God, if I do what you told me to do, you said you would clear the pathway. So I want to encourage you today that if you work with somebody, if you go to church with somebody, if you live with somebody, if you do business with somebody, if there is somebody that really makes you feel bad or someone that says things that are just inappropriate, you know what? Begin to pray that God will give you wisdom for that person. You know, sometimes it's hard to deal with people that we have to do business with. They become a thorn in our side. And rather than allowing that, God, show me their heart, Lord. Show me their heart so I can see their brokenness. For one, God may position you there to pray for them. And boy, isn't that hard? Isn't it hard when you have to pray for somebody that you have to do with all the time that you don't care for? But, you know, we all get broken by this thing we call life. And we don't know what has caused someone to be the way they are. We don't know what they have battled to be the person that they've become. So if we can pray for people and we can bless them, the Bible says that we are to bless people. Oh, can't get ahead of myself. That's our last scripture. We're to bless people and not curse them. And isn't it easy to say, forget them or, you know, but you know what? Praying for our enemy. You know what? Our enemies' lives are counting on our prayers. Our enemy. Their lives are counting on our prayers. And that will change you. When you pray for somebody who curses you, man, that's going to change you. You're going to have growth. You're going to have blessings. You're going to have healing. Don't let someone's words condescending and that what they're really saying is man I'm very insecure so if I cut you down I'm going to feel better about me (laughs) they may be condescending and and make fun of you because you wear goofy glasses which I do Um, and a lot of people have made comments over my glasses (laughs) Um, but you know what you just be you and if you wear 
different color shoes or you carry a crazy handbag or you wear funky glasses, man, the most successful people in the world are those who chose to be different. You be you. Well, and I think something that, um, you know, until you get in the word and get to feast on the word, um, you don't get to really see, but so many of the people, um, the heroes in the Bible, they didn't even know that they were heroes at the time. Um, they yeah. were just being used by God, and many of them were overlooked. Many of them were mistreated. Um, and so even David, you know, um, whenever they, when, when, Samuel went to Jesse's house to look for David because he knew that the anointed was there. Um, they left him out in the field. They looked him over. And um, whenever he went to go bring food and here's this giant and he's like, I can do this. They're like, well, you better put on all this armor. He was like, I don't even need this. Like I have God. They overlooked his abilities and his capabilities. And even whenever he was sent to go play the harp for the for Saul, who was tortured because his anointed had been, his anointing had been taken from him, he willfully went in, knowing that his position was not where he was at, but that he was called to go in and play this harp while this man, who literally wanted to take his life was being calmed by the music, by the worship that he played through that instrument. And even Jesus, like Jesus was born in a town that was the ghetto. Like it was like not where someone wanted to be born from. Like he, he was born the lowliest so that we could have freedom through him. He lived a life that every one of us, like he hasn't, he didn't go through anything that we haven't gone through. He hasn't yes. faced anything that we haven't faced already. Yes. He was tempted and tried and he could have stood up and said at any time, at 12 years old, at 15 years old, at 30 years, you know, he could have stand up and said, don't y'all know who I am? Don't yes. you know the power that I have? Don't you know that I can wipe out this entire earth? But he didn't. He stood humble and he prayed. He prayed tears of blood in the garden for us, knowing what was coming. And so we have the ability to stand up and say, don't you know who I am? Or we can just say, you know what, God, you have me positioned for something in this place. Lord, don't let this tongue, don't let this tongue catch this place on fire. Don't let this tongue turn someone away from you. Don't let this tongue cause me to fall into depression. Don't let this tongue steal, kill, and destroy. And it talks yes. about that also in James, that a tongue can catch a forest on fire. A bit is put into the horse's mouth and can turn it either way. And so with our tongue, we can give love or we can take love. And I love, um, you know, you talked about uh, that. You talked about our last verse, Romans, and I don't want to skip over Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 is Jesus calling to, he called the people to him. He said, listen and understand what I'm saying. It is not what people put 
in their mouth that makes them wrong. It is what comes out of their mouth that makes them wrong. And so in, in Romans, it says, bless your enemies. And this is the message version I'm reading, reading from Romans 12, verses 14 through 21. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take yes. care of it. Our scripture tells us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. So I love the message version. I know you have a different version and it, they all read similar. Is there something else that you gleaned from that that you wanted to pull? Uh, you know, I, I, I just love how you put that, Kay. Um, it's an agape love. Um, now, some people just, I don't want anyone to feel a condemnation and feel like you have to um, go out and have dinner with your enemy or whatever, because some people you have to love from afar. Um, some people we just, we have to, the Bible says that if anyone is sending you to hell to depart from them, sometimes there are those people you just, you simply have to love at arm's distance. You pray for them. You just, you know, the evil that they do will damage you. But if there is that person uh, that you work with that you just don't care for, then you really begin to pray for that agape love. I think that is kind of different than that's the person like that scripture you just read where you buy them lunch or you bless them when they are sick um, because you don't know, you don't know what has made someone the way that they are. Well, and um, speaking to that, um, I worked for many years for a business and I was front end, worked with customers and we always had this one customer who would come in and she was just awful. Um, to be quite honest, she was just mean. She was never happy. And if anything could go wrong with her account, it always went wrong. And so then every, you know, I would always be the one that they'd be like, Hey, you go talk to her. And I'm like, okay. So I would go talk to her and try to make it right. And, you know, uh, for years and years, several, several years, it was like, Oh my gosh, here she comes. She's coming in. <laughs> So they would always push me. You're the one that's going to take care of her. And, and that was fine. I loved um, taking care of her. It was a challenge. And so, um, but a couple of years, you know, she didn't come in for a little while and then she finally did show up and she looked different. So for years, she looked like the, the lady on the old maid card, like her face was shriveled and upset looking and mean looking in the bun. And she just was like, she didn't look happy. But when she came in a couple of years later, she came in and like her face was relaxed. 
she was still the same person, but her whole countenance had changed. And we don't know what someone is going through at home. Yeah. We don't know what someone has gone through in their life. And she revealed to me that her husband had passed away, that he had been riddled with cancer for years and years, and they had fought a very hard battle. And for years, she had not gotten sleep. She had not had rest. She had not had peace. And so her husband had passed and she was finally living again and resting again. And, and she looked so, you know, not to say that the loss of her husband made her happy because that's right. not the case, but the case, right. the, the point is, is we don't know what someone is going through. And so a good friend of mine always says, protect your peace. And so I've held on to that. I, you know, you have to know, Hey, you do have to protect your peace. And, and God has yes. prepared a table before us in front of our enemies. Yes. He wants them to eat. We don't yes. necessarily have to sit next to them. We don't right. necessarily, you know, we want to bless them here. Be fed, be filled with the word blessings upon you. What can I do for you? Um, but we don't always have to keep them close to let them pour into us because we have to protect what's going yes. into us. Because if we don't protect that, if we don't limit that. And so sometimes we have to say, you know, hey, I've only got five or 10 minutes. I've only got a few minutes to talk because we know going into the conversation that sometimes it, it is hard. It's a hard yeah. conversation. Whenever we get done, we're drained. We're spiritually drained. And we have to remember, yeah. press play on something, get in the word, get on some good music to fill back up because an empty vessel cannot pour out. We cannot pour out for ourselves. We cannot pour out for anyone else. And so we have to remember when people are taking what we pour out, we have to refill. We have to refuel. We have to be rejuvenated with what God says, not with what man says. And so when we're empty, turning on and binging Netflix is probably not what we need to do. But when we're empty, let's fill up with the word of God and with his music and with his his yes. his bread that he gives us that fills us. And so I think that's the only way to satisfy that insatiable need that sometimes we have with what do we do, God? Where do we go from here? And he tells us in his word. And so I'm so grateful um, for the many translations and for the many opportunities that we have to be filled with his word. And so I thank you, Esther, for your vision um, for this study. And hopefully um, what we talk about brings life to our viewers and our listeners. Yes, yes. You know, right now the world is just so crazy with so many people saying so many ugly things about our president. You know what, whether you like him or whether you don't, the Bible calls us to pray for him. Whether you like him or you don't, the Bible says to pray for our leaders, pray for our head, because what they do determines how we get to live. You know, I know you may not like you know, this person or that person, but just learning to pray for them because you may be the only one that prays for somebody that's not very loving because everybody else has thrown them away. Um, you know, the reading this book again, Prescription for Destruction, uh, because getting ready to interview Jared in a couple of weeks, I was reading about... Uh, 
the beginning of the book talks about he was so angry. He was just so angry all the time. And by 10 years old, he was already drinking alcohol. Well, what maybe his teachers didn't know, his principal didn't know, his peers didn't know, people at church didn't know is, and this is all in the book, so I'm not revealing anything that he told me in private. This was in the book. But at five years old, he was molested. And so his parents offered to not uh, prosecute uh, the, the young man who did it to him. And so for five years, it's all he thought about. So this five-year-old boy was tainted by something someone else did to him. And by 10, he was ready to drink because he couldn't deal with what was going on in his life anymore. And that may not be a position where you're at, but I, I know that we've helped people in the church that privately drank because they were exhausted by what they were going through. You don't know, even the person sitting next to you um, at church, you know, you don't know if they're going through financial hardships or um, have a child who is strayed or has something going on in their lives. You don't know. Like you talked about that woman who came in. And so God... God, help us to be like you, Jesus. You know, and I think that's something that I, I don't know about you, Kay, but sometimes I have said that four or five times in a day. Um, especially if I'm dealing with somebody, I'm like, Lord, help me to be like you, Jesus. Help me to love like you're loving. Lord, take this frustration out of my heart. Lord, take away this anxiety. You know, we need to, you know, I'm going to go back to putting on the shield every day, the armor of God, um, because we need the helmet. We need to know where our feet are going. We need the belt. We need the armor to protect our hearts. We need that. But let's talk about also speaking into people's life before our time is up. Um, we need to speak into somebody's life. Um, into our children's life and into our grandchildren's life. And that's why it's so important for us to know the word and to love it. Because the Bible says, God says, I'm not a man. I don't lie. So we can take his word and we can hold on to any scripture for any situation that we are going through. And we need to speak blessings for our generation and a thousand generations to come. Because, Kay, when we die, our prayers were still heard. God still heard us. And they're going to go for thousands of generations. Thousands. I was looking at my grandson Sunday night, and uh, he's not even three. And he was outside helping his papa. And he said, Papa, I help you. And he was sitting there looking at the floor plans for our new house. And he acted like he was reading them and he knew what he was doing. And my son said, he is just a born leader. And I said, you know what? He is a descendant of Abraham. He's a descendant of Abraham. And he's already a leader. And so I just began to pray over him as I watched him pray, play in that 
in the field, I, I kept saying, Lord, I thank you that he is going to lead many lives to Christ. God, he's not even three, and he's already taken charge. And so we need to speak blessings. I said, Lord, he is going to live and not die. He is going to prosper and not fail. He is a saint and not a sinner. He will lead and not follow. It is important that even if we don't pace the floor and war for hours at a time, man, just touching our spouses sometimes while we're in the kitchen and saying, you know what, this meal is going to be so good. And I just, I thank you for cooking dinner for me. Now, I don't say that for my husband because I don't wow him in the kitchen to cook. <laughs> but you know what, sometimes just when he's at the computer working, I'll say, babe, you are so smart. Thank you for, thank you for what you do for me. You know, but sometimes just thanking our loved ones for that extra thing that they do. Maybe sometimes just putting your hand on your children on the way to school and saying, you know what, you're just going to have the best day today. Just speaking that, um, speaking, walking past somebody and just touching them and saying, you know what, I just hope that you prosper today and have a great day. I, I just, you know what, I just hope. You know, I know you're not feeling good, but you know what? I'm just believing that today you're just going to be healed from this sickness. Sometimes it is just so simple. It's not walking around worrying and praying for hours, but just simply to look at somebody and say, you know what? I know you're really struggling with that, but you know what? I just believe that good is going to come out of it. And walking away, that is blessing somebody just in the simplest way to say nice things. Just the simplest way, even if you see somebody that you don't care for and go, you know what, that is just the prettiest dress. You look so nice in that. Sometimes just that nice word will soften somebody's demeanor. You know what, just spreading a little bit of kindness, you know, at, at McDonald's, you know, saying to the cashier, Thank you. Hope you have a good day. Um, you know, we don't. You know, we don't know that some customer didn't come in and wasn't yelling and screaming because you know their cheeseburger wasn't right, and some young girl behind the counter breaks down and cries. You know, but just being kind. Everyone needs someone just to say a kind word. Let's just be kind. Let's bless each other. Just be kind. You know. Just be like Jesus. Man, that's hard sometimes because he set such a standard for us. We can't live up to his standard. But sometimes just closing our eyes and thinking about what the king, what he must look like, what he must feel like, the peace being in his presence. Sometimes, ladies, I want to encourage you to go for a walk somewhere quiet and look up. Um, you know, I, I have a ministry line that um, every once in a while I'll speak to my inmates from. And I, I was talking to an inmate the other day, and she said, you know, miss, I go to work at three in the morning. I said, well, how do you feel about that? She said, I love to walk at three in the morning to go to work. 
She said, because when I look up, I see the stars that don't really feel like they're that far away. She said, I get to see the moon and reflect. She said, when I look at the steel bars around me, I realize where I'm at. She said, but when I look at the beauty of the dew, and when I look at what God has created, she said, then I see things through a different pair of sunglasses. That's good. And if we could just see things from a different perspective, and y'all, life is difficult, life happens, life is not always simple, life is a challenge, and on and on and on. But if we could just simply take a minute sometimes to go outside early and just see the beauty of the trees or go to go outside one night late at night, if we could just see that everything that surrounds us is because of him, the creator of the universe, then you know what? I think it gives us a little more tolerance with each other. You know we have the ability to use the word in our life. And one of the scriptures that I say over and over and over again, as sometimes, you know, we're listening to someone or we're having a feeling, um, God can change us and he will change us. Um, in yes. Psalm 51 verse 10 it says god create a pure heart in me and make my spirit strong again there's a, a version and i didn't look for it it says create a clean heart in me and a steadfast spirit and so i think whenever we're feeling those feelings because we're human people are going to get on our nerves people are going to say stuff that make us mad people are going to do things that are ridiculous and if we can just take a spiritual inventory of, more, of ourselves and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and a steadfast spirit within me. Yes. And sometimes we have to say it over and over again. I know for myself, I'll say it, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, create in me a clean heart, O yes. Lord, test what is inside of me. And last week we talked about Jude and verse nine. Um, I've used it several times. We used it last week as we were trying to get Esther connected to the internet. Again, we had trouble this week getting connected to the internet. And I'm going to say it in the message version. And I'm going to say whenever you're having hardship, whenever you're seeing adversity come to you, Use the word in Jude, yes. verse chapter one, only one chapter, verse nine. It says, no, you don't. God will take care of you. And so yes. we always know God has our back. He sees the bigger picture, the hardships and the things, the sandpaper people that are in our lives are here to refine us. You can get the ugliest piece of furniture and you can take some sandpaper to it and make it beautiful. But sometimes we have sandpaper people in our lives and God yes. has put them there for a reason to make us into the creation that he wants us to be. Sometimes yes. we need to have those rough edges knocked off. And so yes. um, God stands for us. God sees us. He hears us when we cry out to him for help. He hears us. He's already making a way for that. And so just, you know, 
be hopeful, be persistent in your yeah. prayer. Whenever you have that anxiety, give it to him. You know, do not be anxious for, about anything, but with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that is another thing. If we're looking at the things that we're thankful for, it sure changes our perspective. You know, um, in our verse that we were talking about, you know, in in some of the studies that I've been in in this week, I talked about how, you know, we're living in what past generations prayed for. There was a lady riding on a wagon to California that said, God, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to get to California. Mary Uh riding on the back of a donkey. Lord, there's got to be a better way to get to Bethlehem. We're riding in cars and in airplanes because that's what the people before us, the generations before us prayed about. We have dishwashers and washing machines and refrigeration and air conditioning because the people that before us suffered hardship and cried out to God for a better way. And so now you talked about you prayed over your grandson and and that he looked over those and that he would be a saint and not a sinner. And so we are called to pray for the generations to come. What a blessing it is that we can pray for them, pray for our country, pray for our leaders, pray for for the fruit of God to be taken in by his people and that our world would be changed because we turn from our ways and we seek him and we pray. And so, so good, so much good meat today. And and I want to say this as we get ready to close. You know, we started out doing this never to judge anyone or condemn anyone. Mm, But you know what? We have just, you know, life broke us uh, or it tried to break us. And God was so faithful and so merciful to us. And so, you know, God really called us to do this to help lead others. And over the next several years, weeks and months ahead we're going to talk about all kinds of things um just casually sometimes preaching sometimes just whatever the lord leads us to do so it is an honor that we can do this we don't take this lightly we're so thankful for those who um show interest who send us messages who um who engage who honor us to show up um i want y'all to know that We live very far out in the country, and we have spent a lot of money on our internet, and it works really great, but every single Tuesday morning, I have a problem. (laughs) Every Tuesday morning. So that just tells me that God is doing the work, and I am honored to be a part. I'm so thankful, and I want you to know that if you are low, if you are down, if you're in a hard, hard spot, you are not going to be here forever. Right. The Bible says that all things work together for the good. If you are battling with somebody, all things, pray for them. All things work together for the good. God sees you right where you're at. If you are broken, if you feel like you are worthless, I want you to know that that is such a lie. That you are of such value. And if you will look in the mirror and see what God sees, 
he sees someone who is beautiful, someone who is anointed, someone who is called. And he has he he desires a life of abundance for you. And as we get ready to have Jerob in a couple of weeks, I urge you to invite someone that you know um, to be a part of that. If you only knew the things that he battled and went through and what God is using for his glory, um, you will just be in awe. Um, God desires to use you. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you have in your checking account or don't have, you are called, you are anointed, and you are loved. Amen. Amen. Um, Kate, do you have anything? And then I ask that you would pray us out today. Um, I just want you guys to know um, Upward Study at Yahoo.com is a great way to um, reach out, send your prayer requests, send your suggestions, your comments, whatever it is that's on your heart. And um, you are welcome to email Upward Study at Yahoo.com. That's U P W O R D Study at Yahoo.com. Um, we are blessed to be able to come to you each week, and we're so thankful yes. um, that you watch or that you listen. On October 6th, Tuesday, October 6th, we will be interviewing special guest, author, and speaker, Jared Fuseler. Is that how you say that? Fuseler? Yes, yes. And uh -huh. his book, Prescription for Destru Destruction, Esther has um, gotten her hands on a large box, heavy box of these that are sitting in my car right now. Um, and she is selling those um, for the $15 that covers the shipping to get to you. So if you want to get this book in your hands before we interview him on Tuesday, October 6th, so that you can see what his story is about. Maybe you have questions for him. Maybe you struggle with um, some of the things that he struggles with, or you know someone who does. Um, we're going to take a look at those questions um, and ask him the hard questions um, because we want to be real and raw for God and uncover things that will set other people free. And so I thank you, Esther, for this study. Um, is there anything you want to add before I pray us out? I don't. I don't. Right, I don't. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you. you thank you, everyone, for joining us. And Lord, I just thank you, yes. God, that you have been here in this, God, that you are with us, God, that you surround us, God, with the people that you would want to be in our lives, God, whether we yes, understand Lord. or not, God, help us to be yes, the light, Jesus. God. Help us to overflow from our heart your love, your agape love, God. Not that we would be um, condemned, God, by your word, but that we would be um, renewed by your word, God. I pray that every scripture that we have shared today, God, that it would um, take root, God, that it would unroot the things that are not of you, God, and that it would bring life, God, and that it would bring fruit into the lives of those who have listened and watched today, God. I pray that this message would go forward, God, and that it would set people free for you, God, that they would be yes, hungry Lord for Jesus. you, God, that they would be equipped even with the smallest verses to fight the darts of the enemy, God. We know, God, yes, that Lord. he doesn't come against the complacent, God, and we just pray, God, that we would stand for you, God, that in all things that we would stand and be strengthened by you, God, that we would look to your armor, God, to equip us and to dress us, God, in the way that you would want us to go through this week, God. Yes, Father. God, use us in a mighty way, God. We thank you for yes, your provision Lord. and your grace and your mercy, God. And most of all, God, 
be gentle with us, God. Help us to be what you want us to be, God. Put us in the paths and the positions that you would want us to go. Strengthen us with your mighty armor, God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, God, that he came and that he lived life on this earth, God, that he was born of a virgin, God, and that he died and escaped the gates of hell, God, and rose again to be with you. God, we thank you that you promised that you are preparing a place for us, God. We thank you, God, that one day there will be no more sorrow and no more tears, God. We thank you, God, that you, God, equip us. We ask and pray, God, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Well, we hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.